0: Really was. Hence why we're here on a Friday at 1pm BST doing an episode of Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. We never do this. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to let you inside the curtain. Behind the curtain, I've already got another episode of this lined up. I was editing it last night. We were doing it. We were doing it live last night when the news broke. It's still going to go live this weekend because we do talk about some other stuff. But what I realized was, is that I can't release that. Without releasing one beforehand where we talk about all the Eric Bishop, Paul Heyman things, because otherwise the narrative of my podcast, of my wrestling show, won't make any sense. You'll be like, Simon, it's great that on this new episode of the podcast we got to hear your reaction to everything. But we want to get a bit deep down and we wanna get a bit gritty. I will say this: if you want a proper in-depth, you know, 15-minute chunk of content, head over to What Culture Wrestling right now. It's all in the headline. It's all in the headline. We'll talk about some of it, but the video is called Why Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman Coming Back to the WWE Is the Best decision in years so make sure you head over to what culture wrestling make sure you subscribe make sure you get into all of that content uh as it is a podcast and we're going to go live on we're live on youtube right now again search for Simon on youtube give me a subscribe or if you just stumbled across this why on earth not give me a subscribe now like the video share the video you can see some uh tweet and instagram stuff in the top corner there at simon 316 come follow me and of course all of this is supported by patreon.com forward slash simon316 and if you're desperate to have a question or a comment read out on the podcast on the show we've got the super chat here on youtube just throw something in there and i will make sure i get to it right well (laughs) you know over the last few months we've all been talking about we'll start here i want to do it again make sure you go watch my what culture wrestling video because it will give you a different a different tact i want to look at it this way for ages, we've all been going, we want something different. WWE needs something different. WWE has lost its way. WWE is boring. The shows don't make sense. The continuity is all over the place. We're seeing the same characters over each show. And then from nowhere yesterday, around about, what well, it must have been half two, 245, something like that. And that's when my life went crazy. I'll oh, get some stuff on my microphone. Disgusting. That's when my life went crazy, trying to get all the, all this content done. You know, it came out firstly through Sports Illustrated, I believed. That, uh, yeah, Heyman and Bischoff are going back. Uh, And if you don't know, Paul Heyman will now be the executive director of Raw. And Eric Bischoff, the former WCW man, will be the executive director of SmackDown. They are returning to the WWE in those roles, non-storyline. You know, proper official administrative roles, and the only person they have to answer to is Vince McMahon. Now, as ever, we had the two wrestling camps that reacted to this. You had what well, I'm going to call for today the Simon Miller wrestling camp. It gets very excited and, you know, pumped up for this stuff because it's something new, and mostly it's not even about the announcement, it's the fact that we can come out here on the internet and chat about this stuff. And you had the other ones who were like, this is crap. Why are we going back to the late 90s? My favorite line is always, I wanted something different, but not that. I love that line. Give me something different. Here you are. Nope, something else. (laughs) It's like a conveyor belt. It never stops. And look, there are pros and cons to every single situation in the world, not just this. And it all depends on how you look at it. Now, the big question is, is how much power are they actually going to have? Vince McMahon is a notorious um, workaholic, I guess, and I think he's probably earned that right. It's his company. He's been doing it for three decades. doesn't mean he's right. doesn't mean he's wrong. I'm just saying I think sometimes when you work in a capacity for that long, you've earned that right to run your company however you want. doesn't mean you want to run it into the ground. I'm not saying that he is, but I know how people react to it. However, my big point, my big takeaway, and the reason I'm quite excited about it is I don't think either of these two men would have signed up for this role if... They thought it was going to be a situation that they've been in before. I mean, Eric Bischoff never had that in World Championship Wrestling, of course. He... uh, Sorry, in WWE, I should say, because he was never a behind the scenes. He never had any influence behind the scenes. When he was in WWE, he was always purely employed as an on-screen performer. doesn't mean he didn't have the odd influence here and there, but that wasn't his job. So, it's, um, you know... (sighs) But my point being, in WCW, he did have that kind of stuff because when the takeover was going between AOL and Time Warner, and there are people in power that wanted to try and knock WCW off its perch, he was getting battered down. He wanted to make changes; he was told you're not allowed. He wanted to bring in new ideas; he was told he's not allowed. That's one of the reasons. There's many reasons, but that is one of the reasons why WCW, you know, internally combusted. It was some decisions Eric Bischoff was making. It was some decisions that TNT was making, so on and so forth. So he has been in that position before. Moving over to Paul Heyman, he has been in that position twice before in the WWE. The first time was 2002 when he was running SmackDown. Everybody loves SmackDown, but he kept banging heads with Vince McMahon. And it happened again a few years later when we relaunched ECW as ECWWE. As we all know, that was an an utter bust. And the reason that Vince McMahon and Paul Heyman decided to part ways is because they were both pissing each other off. And Paul Heyman at the time said he never thought he would work in wrestling again. He thought he was done. As we know, you never say never in wrestling. And on the 27th of June, 2019, which was like 14 years on from that moment you can find yourselves right back here. So it seems crazy to me that either of these guys would walk back into a position where they're not going to be able to have some kind of say, have some kind of influence. I don't think either of them need it. I don't think either of them benefit from that, aside from a financial point of view. Maybe they have gone for the money and maybe they don't care, but I don't know. So I'll speculate that isn't the case. And that's why I think, well, that's why I'm hoping, that's why I'm putting my faith in the idea that maybe this does actually bring about some awesome changes to both Raw and SmackDown. Shout out to Lord Blue Eyes, Frankie G in the Super Chat. Again, you can ask your question, have you say in the Super Chat. Do you think this will be the end of the PG era or do you think WWE will continue to cater to sponsors? Unfortunately, it will still be the PG era. Uh, Sponsors are the most... Realistically, looking at WWE as a business, the two most important entities are the stockholders and the sponsors. Because that's where all the money is coming from. Well, and the TV deals, I should say, as well. So, no. But I've never thought the PG era was a big as a a, a crutch as some people say. Like, I would say a lot of the uh content we got during the attitude era really right now if you go back and watch it it's a bit crass you can disagree with me that's cool but it's not like compelling television it's car crash television but i still think you can compel you can tell a compelling storyline within the world of a pg uh, a pg product i just do and i think that's the point i think you have to be creative within it and again that ties back into paul Heyman and, and-, and eric bischoff they have to be created within that framework. They're going to have to work out ways to, you know, operate with Vince McMahon or whatever level that's going to be. But I also see loads of people saying, "Oh, WWE, desperate times, desperate times, desperate measures." Yeah, it is. You, that, that, that's not. They're saying it like it's an insult, whereas I don't think that it is. Taking the finances out of it, and WWE is going to be fine for a long time. You've got. A, attendances that are down you know stomping wasn't great raw and smackdown were probably even worse depending how you look at it uh the network's not not blown up like people thought it would uh the ratings are going down on the tv the public perception of wwe is that it's not cool right now because all that plaudit has gone to aew so it is desperate times in many ways wwe needs to do something and I don't know if picking Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff in is the right thing to do, but it's certainly a different thing to do. And I think that's what we need. We need to stoke some fires. We need to come up with, you know, with, with anything that is going to allow WWE to knock off the current course they're on and get on a new one, which is far more exciting. And that's where this other point comes in. Now, Paul Heyman has been quite an influence within WWE for years. We know he's the advocate, the advocate of the Beast, Brock Lesnar. Uh, over the last, I think, sort of six months to a year, he's been working closely with Brock, Ronda Rousey, uh, at the Alistair Black vignettes that you've been seeing on TV. Apparently, are produced by uh, by Paul Heyman. And as we know, he's quite a connoisseur when it comes to wrestling. He knows everything. He he, he understands on the modern day product, and. In the past, he's proven it time and time again. He's a very good pro-wrestling booker. You could argue he's the best pro-wrestling booker of the last 20 years. If somebody wanted to put that debate in front of me, I think you could have a really interesting chat. Eric Bischoff, on the other hand, has a more... It's just been a long time since he had the success that we know him for. Obviously, his major success came in the mid to late 90s with WCW. And he did smash it, don't get me wrong. A lot of the ideas that he introduced are still ideas... That wrestling are based at well, I should say, American, modern, popular American wrestling are based on. So you you can't take too many shots at him. But yes, then there are fail- failures. I don't like using that word. There are hiccups with TNA if you know what happened. And again, none of these are specifically his fault. However, when he was in TNA, yeah, it didn't work out to the, the way they expected it to. To the point that a lot of TNA guys that are now in WWE couldn't believe that Eric Bischoff was hired into this role because they were there when that was happening. So that's that's where the disconnect is. And I, I understand I understand that there is a quote-unquote worry there. But I really do think, given that he's never been in the position where he's been working within the behind-the-stage framework of WWE, that it seems a bit nuts to jump down his throat and go, oh, it's going to be doom and gloom. And it may be. And maybe it would have been might made much more sense to get a Jim Smallman, who's the progress guy, or an Andy Coulden who's a rev pro guy. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. But I do know that he is a name. And what Aside from actually needing to see results on a television screen, you also right now to get the public back on your side. That's what WWE needs. If you look at this WWE versus AEW war, it's not really about money versus money or ratings versus ratings. Right now, it's about social media versus social media. And the social media idea is, eight. like I said, AEW's hot and cool, WWE's old and boring. But in in the space of 24 hours, getting these two names that are widely respected within wrestling. I think if any wrestling fan bumped into either of those guys, they'd be like, oh my gosh, it's Paul Heyman, it's Eric Bischoff, has got a lot of people back on side. Now, that works two ways, because... Much like when you see a storyline on TV that you get invested in, if WWE doesn't pay that storyline off, eventually you start to get sick of it. And you get, it's, it's not even, it's a, it's a subconscious thing. You start to think to yourself, why, why do I even bother? Why do I even bother because I'm not getting satisfying payoffs? And the way the, the the world of wrestling works now is that we get all the news fed to us. It's a crazy industry to, to, to be a fan of because you get all this behind the stage news that you wouldn't get anywhere else. But if this happens, and it goes wrong, and we don't see any changes, and it just feels like the same old, same old, then sooner or later, much like when all the McMahons walked into the ring in December of 2018 and put their hands up and said, yeah, we know, we need to do a better job, we'll start thinking, it's all hearsay, it's all lip service, it doesn't matter, it's done to pop a reaction for 24 hours, but then we always go back to the status quo. And WWE can't do that too many times more, because... It will push fans away. Again, it will knock that believability. And people may just start thinking things are never going to change. And that's the last thing you want to do. Go to the Super Chat quickly. Alex D. What actual changes do you think we can hope to see? Simon, you're awesome. Thank you, Alex D. That's very kind. Well, I don't know. Because to me, the you know the changes that we need to begin with are actually quite simple. You know, get rid of scripted promo. No, don't get rid of them. Be a bit more uh, free With scripted promos, try and figure out who should get them and who who shouldn't. If you're going to tell a long-term storyline, please stick with it or if it really goes bad. I respect you for trying. Make sure you wrap it up. Uh, A more eclectic cast of characters So bring back Rusev. Shinsuke was on SmackDown. That was exciting. Um, Oh, there's loads. You don't need me to list the people. You know who's not there. Introduce some new talent and actually allow them to have an impact on the television product and tell me who they are, establish their character. There's loads of little things. That I think that WWE would uh, would benefit from. It's just about getting them through the door and getting them, you know, getting them through the door in a way that makes sense to everybody involved. Because I do always try and like to take a step back and see this from a, a far off perspective. And yeah, if I was running Vince McMahon, I think I would probably struggle to give up my power if I've been doing it up that long. Like if someone said someone somehow someone said Simon the second Simon Meadows podcast you do is going to be hosted by somebody else, I'd be like. Well, I, don't know. I don't know about that. That doesn't, you know, because I guess you'd be worried maybe they do a better job. You know, maybe it comes down to that. We just don't know. Uh, Michael Kennedy in the super chat, hand on heart. He says, time for some positivity. Always, Michael. Always positive. And my why video on this, on what culture wrestling is those most positive video I've done in ages. I'm so pumped. Please go and watch it. I'd appreciate it. Timothy Jones in the super chat. who have just vanished because that's just what YouTube does. There you are. Morning, Simon. Who do you think will run a better show between the two? I feel Heyman might cater to the underdogs a little more, the CM Punk type superstars, while Bischoff, Bischoff will be big on the big men. I mean, look, from what I know I like of my own professional wrestling, yes, if someone said put a gun to my head and said pick one, I think Paul Heyman would introduce a product that I enjoy, but I don't count out Eric Bischoff at all. I mean, I don't want Eric Bischoff to just go back to the... Because the good thing about Paul Heyman is he's always been a future-looking guy. Paul Heyman doesn't look to the past. Paul Heyman thinks, well, what can I do now? Like, he's one of the dudes that thought, why is all music in wrestling just rock music? And he brought up hip-hop, and he brought in, again, a cool vibe. He understands it. I think he's got his ear to the ground and his finger on the pulse, all those stereotypes. I'm not saying Eric Bischoff doesn't, but it's just more um, It's more obvious with with Paul Heyman. So... I think we have to wait and see. My big caveat for Eric Bischoff is, like I say, he's never been allowed to have this kind of say behind the scenes. So now I need to see what he's, he's going to do. I mean, you have to be aware of what he's done in the past, but you can also only judge him on his merits now. So we will see. But I'm, I look, the main thing is, right now, I'm excited. It's like the AEW thing. The AEW thing, everyone goes, oh, but it will die out in a few months. Let's say that it does. I'm just happy I had an awesome few months enjoying it. And it's the same with this. Right now, the opportunities and the uh, you know potential avenues are endless in many ways. So I'm going to enjoy it until it goes bad. And yes, if it does go bad, every time I'll be knocked down a peg and a peg and a peg to the point I'll be like, well, I got no more pegs. But I, I just want to live my life that way. I'd rather be an optimist than a pessimist, but you can be, I'm not saying you can't be a pessimist, that's just the way that I live. Uh, Undead FB Jew in the super chat, or goo, I think it's goo, isn't it? Hi, I missed your live video this week, so I'm glad I'm catching this, yeah, a special. Like I say, it's because some people have told me they're now catching up with the podcast, and what they really like is when news breaks and they get to hear it on the show, so I was like, oh man, I'm going to have to talk about this, otherwise it's going to make no sense. Do you think Vince has had a panic? Smackdown is 2002 when I got into wrestling. I don't think Vince McMahon is the type of person to panic. But from what, everything I, I've I've heard uh, recently, um, I just th- I think he's more aware and he's more astute than, than maybe some people give him credit for. And again, I know some people are behind Eric Bischoff. Okay, let's not get into that right now. And I think right now he knows he needs something different. And maybe he feels like getting two people on board who have kicked his ass in the past. I mean, Eric Bischoff kicked his ass more than Paul Heyman. But, you know, ECW still, you know, WWE borrowed, quote-unquote, a lot of their ideas from ECW at its peak. So I think maybe he just thinks, well, what's going to challenge me to be better? Maybe it's that. Because a lot of people are like, well, how is this going to help the product? Maybe it will help Vince. And in turn, that helps the product. I just don't know. But it's... I, I, I it, Look, it's much better than waking up today and just talking about the fact that we've got extreme rules in two weeks and no one's really talking about it. <laughs> you know, we've got Fighter Fest uh, tomorrow. I think more people are talking about that. Charlotte in the super chat, how many vests do you own? Well, apparently, Charlotte, I don't own any vests. As I'm told in the comments all the time, a bizarrely amount. This is a cut-off tee and a normal vest is a singlet. <laughs> it's nuts. These are all vests to me. This is called a vest. I don't care what you want to call it. It's a vest. You wanna get argue about that? You ain't gonna get any comeback from me. Uh haven't, I don't own that many vests. I kinda of just cycle them. I need to because the thing is I didn't like wearing vests, right? You know that if I watch my vlogs. I've got about what, six, seven, eight? I need to buy some more. Loving so much content. Thank you, Charlotte. Appreciate that. Always more to come. Uh Omen, who just is promoting himself. Fair play, Omen in the Super Chat. He says, follow at Omen Sloth on Twitter. There you go. That's something you could do today. That might be fun. You can follow Omen Sloth. Find out if he's a crazy person. Chicken salad, like your name, straight away in the super chat. Do you know that I'm standing behind you? Well, I know that you're not because I'm watching myself on the screen just to make sure everything's ticking over and to be in the chat so I would see you. So I know you're not there. Unless you're a real chicken salad, I am quite hungry. So I I will come have a snack in a minute. It's a weird thing to say. But that's where we're at, like, these aren't, I don't, from what I can tell, these aren't starting until, like, July time, so what, next week, basically. I'd imagine we have to get through extreme rules, because anything can change, because you still have to end those stories. You can't just say, oh, we're not doing Seth and Becky versus Baron and Lacey anymore, well, you could do it on Raw, or something like that. And then we'll see, the bigger thing is, how do we get around this Raw versus Smackdown thing, which doesn't exist, you know if we're not if we're going to keep the wild card rule implemented, it's not really a wild card rule if we're going to keep the non-brand split implemented, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are going to have to work together, they probably can. I think the cool thing about this scenario is that everybody involved is older, a little bit wiser, a little bit more mature, I would guess, and well aware of what the task at hand is. and that's important too. So there's a lot of variables here. Uh, do we do we call an impromptu draft? like we do in politics, and do we get back to having those, those dividing lines? What does Fox think about this? What does USA, did they know? Rumor is they didn't. Rumor is that Eric Bischoff has known about this for a couple of months. And he's quietly been cancelling independent bookings. Obviously, Paul Heyman was offered something similar, or well, they said that he was offered something similar when Bruce Pritchard came back in his role turned it down. Why did he change now? we have got to imagine the finances are a part of it. So there is a lot of variables here. Uh, Simon Gahorn in, so Sean Gearhorn in the super chat. Hey, Simon, no questions this week. Just want to show my appreciation for the content, the great content you're putting out. Keep it up. Love it all. Thank you, Sean. And thank you to you as well, my friend, because you're a constant supporter. Uh, although we only chat through the internet and via these podcasts, these YouTube shows, it's still cool, right, man? I recognize you when you come up and you're always very nice to me. So... I give you a nod of the head. Thank you very much. Dan Genesis in the Super chat. <laughs> Andrade is looking huge now. Could this be his year? Was he on SmackDown? Or was he on Raw? No, he moved to SmackDown with Charlotte. I think he would have a better chance if Paul Heyman was in charge of that. He's, he feels like a Paul Heyman guy, ironically. Um, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I think we need an influx of new talent, feeling like they're rising through the card. Going back to what we were talking about earlier about what we need, Andrade would be in there. Ali would be in there for me. Um, Oh, this is the problem. I need to think. Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander, Rusev still counts, I think. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll have to see. The interesting thing as well is you don't know whether you saw Seth. Somebody very smartly tweeted Seth Rollins and went, "Uh, "Why are you happy about this?" You know, in the world, this didn't say this, but in the world of the story, the person you hate, Paul Heyman, is now in charge of your show. And fair play to Seth Rollins, did quite a good kayfabe-related tweet. So I'm glad that they're doing that. Uh, again, this is, brings up the problem I was talking about earlier, where we blurred the lines so much. You, uh, it, it's like, what is real and what is fantasy anymore? Or is it all real or is it all fake? Who knows with pro wrestling? I think the most exciting thing is what will happen with Brock Les- uh, with uh, Bray Wyatt. Because I'm pretty sure Bray White's being geared to be a, a raw superstar, or at least was before the madness. And I think Paul Heyman being at least allowing to pitch some ideas for Bray White, along with Bray White bringing in his own, um, uh, what do you call it, spin? well he, you know, he's a creative dude, is what I'm trying to say. That could be really interesting. Because right now, that's what we need to do more than anything. Is we need to allow these performers to kind of shine. I think one thing All Elite Wrestling has done is reminded you that when you do let a performer kind of paste their own personality or their own character or their own whatever onto the something you're trying to present, it's just better all around. It makes things feel different. It doesn't feel like everybody's a cookie cutter replacement for somebody else. And that's the same when we get in the wrestling ring too. If wrestlers can bring their own uh, source to the table... It, it it just makes pay-per-views feel easier and it makes raw feel easier and it makes smackdown feel easier because everybody feels like they're they're unique in their own world. Uh Mark Nothard says, do you expect in the super chat, do you expect immediate results from this? Probably not hard, isn't it? Mark Notard, I think that is. Do I expect immediate results? No, I don't because I think the thing that is going to save WWE is long-term cool stories. Because that's what everybody loves. Austin versus McMahon. Brett versus Sean. Uh, the mega powers imploding. Ric Flair versus Macho Man. That was cool. There's loads we could do. So no, but I think as long as... Here's the two things. I'm getting very excited about SmackDown moving to Fox. Because SmackDown... Uh, Fox came out... There's been hints the Fox have brought new cameras for that show. They're going to shoot it differently. And Eric Bischoff is very good at producing television. Go watch Monday Nitro, right? It is... It is different to what Raw was doing, and then Raw again borrowed loads of their ideas. So I think that is going to help. But again, that's not till October the fourth. It's a Friday, right? I think it's October the fourth. So no, I think we have to. I think we have to give it through to the end. I think we need to see where we are in January two thousand twenty. Because it's going to take a while for both Bischoff and Heyman to understand what this role is and how much leeway they do have. So I don't think we're going to turn on Raw and be like, "This is the best show ever." Again, I don't think we're going to see anything until post Extreme Rules, which is two weeks tomorrow, I believe. So no, I think we've got to let it eCal. Uh, talking of Fox on the 4th, the new rumor is now that Wednesday Night Dynamite, which is going to be AEW's two-hour weekly show on TNT, may start airing on Wednesday the 2nd. I, please, let, let that happen for me, Pro Wrestling World, because what a week I'll have. Monday, I can up those downs for Raw, and then, no, Tuesday. And Thursday, I can up those downs for AEW. And Saturday, that's going to be weird. I'm up those downs for SmackDown on Fox. That's going to be so much fun. That is going to be so much fun. You have no idea how pumped I am from that. And as a cheap plug, I talked about that on Chris Van Villette's um, Villette show that we did. His interview went up. Search for Chris Van Villette in, the, in YouTube right now. Sub to his channel. Check out my interview. I had such a wonderful amount of feedback from that. You rub my ego way too much, but I'll make sure I keep humble. So thank you to everybody that watched. Chicken salad, my man, who I'm going to eat, says, love your show. Keep it up. Thank you, chicken salad. I love a good chicken salad. So you and I are just in sync. And Frankie Tubbs, oh, Frankie Tubbs, you wonderful, man. You've, uh, you've segued this perfectly for me in the Super Chat. Should Triple H feel snubbed that he wasn't picked? Well, we don't know what the rules are. We don't know what the story is. We don't know what the narrative, the conversation, because the way I see it, if I'm Triple H, I know that I'm getting the keys to the kingdom at some point. And not just on circumstance, on merit. NXT is one of the best promotions in the world. Look how many people love it. Everybody loves it. And that is down to Triple H, the way he sees wrestling again. Finger on the poles, ear to the ground, all those things. If you put him in a position now to take on either Raw, let's say SmackDown, because most people seem to be more worried about Bischoff than Heyman. If you put Triple H in charge of SmackDown now, one who runs NXT, which apparently is going to wear on FS1 on Wednesdays, of course it will do, uh, when they move to Fox, wouldn't that be hilarious? That means it'll be AEW versus NXT. Wrestling is great right now. Wrestling is too much fun. But let's say that, you know, that's happening. Triple H should probably steer that ship because he's been steering it so well up to this point. And if you know that eventually that's your position, you can be the Vince McMahon as opposed to a Paul Heyman or an Eric Bischoff, I'd probably wait as well. I would probably hang fire. I don't think that is the craziest or the weirdest thing in the world. I don't know that. I don't know. There's rumors that he was offered a position and he turned it down. I don't know if that's true. Now, people are saying that it's not. But I don't think he's going to feel snubbed. I still think he is so intrinsically linked to that family and that dynamic and that structure that he probably could have thrown some of his weight around if he wanted to. But I think Triple H is a bit smarter than that. He's got loads going on. He is a beloved member of the wrestling world right now, which is... Kind of crazy when you remember what people thought of him 10 years ago, and everyone was like, oh, the run of doom or whatever it was called. And now, you know, why why rush that? You don't need to rush these things. You know, in five, ten years, we're not going to be in the same position we are now. I would imagine Triple H has even more influence and even more say, and then maybe you can take over the company when it's in a better place as opposed to putting yourself on the chopping block. Don't forget, if this doesn't work... Everyone is going to point the finger at Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. They're going to be the fool guys. Now, I hope they're not fool guys. And I hope this is a, an amazing success and everybody involved loves it. But that is what will happen. That's what the wrestling world does. And again, why does Triple H need to dump all that equity that he's built up over the last five years? Four years? I can't remember how NXT has been going. On a, On a whim. You don't have to. You don't have to. So I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. Look, maybe it comes out that there is some some stuff that's gone down that's a little bit untoward. But right now, we don't know. And he is in charge. He runs NXT. NXT is not a developmental brand anymore. I actually think... If NXT is moving to FS1, there is an idea of coming up with NXT 2, which is an actual developmental brand that moves around, and NXT does its own thing. NXT's roster is ridiculous. It's not a developmental roster. Well, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, uh, Velveteen Dream, is he's found himself now. He's, he's going. He's smashing it. Um, why can't I think of anybody on NXT now? Io Shirai, Shayna Baszler. There's, I'm not going to just sit here and list. Keith, Keith Lee. Keith Lee's still coming to prominence. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. You know, we could do this for days. It's, it's it's a ridiculous, a ridiculous... Trump will be back soon. That's its own brand. And if anything, you could argue that's more likely to compete in terms of wrestling with AEW than, in, than, than WWE is. So Triple H probably... Fit, again, I said this on my What Culture video. Please go watch it. Why Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff is the best thing to happen in WWE in years. He probably sees NXT like his firstborn. And you don't just tuck your firstborn in the bin. That makes you a psychopath. George Mann. In the super chat, do you think Randy or Sasha could move to AEW? I think anybody could move to AEW. I don't think that these two things of Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff have been motivated by AEW. I don't think Paul Heyman would have gone anywhere. Maybe Paul Heyman a little bit more because I think Paul Heyman is a bit more of a risk. And I know that Cody Rhodes has been talking very highly of Eric Bischoff in interviews. But I can't believe Vince McMahon would be worried other than I don't want anybody going there. I don't think he would have believed that Eric Bischoff could have made that. I don't know. Maybe he would have done. I don't think they're AEW motivated. But in terms of Randy Orton and Sasha Banks, absolutely. You know, if Randy Orton comes to the end of his contract, whenever that may be, and he gets offered loads of money from there, and he feels like it's going to reinvigorate him, hell yeah, I can see it. Randy Orton, while a company man, is also a bit of a loose cannon in a good way. So he absolutely could. And Sasha Banks right now is on the outs with WWE as far as we know. So yeah, she could. She could. I wouldn't be surprised. That's probably the news that will break next week. (laughs) Next week we'll probably get that. And I'll be like, man, it never stops raining wrestling news. Omen, Super Chat, what episode should new fans start watching NXT? I always say this, just start watching now. So the next episode will be on Wednesday, or you can watch the one from a couple of days ago. Just start watching. Just start watching, and you'll catch up. And if not, you can go on the internet and watch stuff. If somebody, look, if somebody says something you don't know on the show, just Google it and Google will tell you. But yeah, I always think if you want to throw yourself in, just throw yourself in. You'll eventually, uh, you'll eventually be there. Just because I've noticed how well this episode is doing, I want to welcome everybody new <laughs> who uh, is in the live stream right now. And just remind everyone to subscribe. That's it. If everyone can subscribe that hasn't subscribed, that'll make me a happy man. That's the cheapest plug. That's the cheapest plug of all time. I just saw, I get this a lot. Some people think Jericho is a plant in AEW. There's no way. Chris Jericho has done so much for New Japan Pro Wrestling and so much for All Elite Wrestling that there is no way he's a WWE plant. And if he is a WWE plant, he's doing a terrible, terrible job. Like a really bad one. Uh, Blakefish, 80. In the super chat, no question, just love your stuff, man. Thank you, Blake Fish. You humble me. I really appreciate it. Uh, caught your Shane Mooney vid yesterday. Pure gold. Marcus Phoenix would indeed ruin him. Shane Mooney. Oh, Shane Mooney. Oh, dude, I thought you meant Sean Mooney because we're doing a wrestling podcast. Oh, man, Shane Mooney. Dude, you have just turned the clock back there. Absolutely. I'll, I'll say that there's a bunch of weird videos on the internet with me long before what culture. Oh, man, you've made my day. Thank you for watching that, man. Nobody got that joke. In fact, quick quick uh, story. There is a, a YouTube channel that is pinned to my YouTube channel. That if you, I think it's for new subscribers. It may be from. I think it's for new subscribers, which is when I went to WrestleMania 32 to interview a bunch of wrestlers. And I did it with this character that I created called The Miller Report because I was bored of normal interviews. So The Miller Report was arrogant and pretended he knew everything when actually he was really stupid. So because that was in Texas, literally down the road from where JFK got shot, I started the video by calling him Oh, I don't know. Someone like James. I got his name wrong. Every day I get Simon. You do not know who JFK is. Every day. Every every day. Um my YouTube thing just broke. Hang on Super Chats. Hang on Super Chats. I'm going to get to you in a minute. Uh it broke. There we go. Yeah, so I appreciate you watching that, Blake. That's good of you. Neil T in the Super Chat. Who is Bruce Pritchard? Showing my ignorance. Not at all, dude. That's not ignorant. Uh, you, you're not expected to know every single thing that's happened in WWE history. I don't even know how you describe Bruce Pritchard. I'm sure the comments will now. He is a long-term right-hand man of Vince McMahon. I think started working with the company in the late 80s. He must have done because he was Brother Love. He was a manager figure for a while. And he has produced a bunch of skits, some skits that you would have loved over the years. For example, he is helping... Uh, Bray Wyatt produced his skits at the moment he was also before WWE got a writing team he was someone that would assist with storylines and writing he's basically an executive producer I would call him but also a right-hand man of Vince so yeah you know like integral to a lot of the product that we enjoyed throughout the years and after being on the outs of the company for about eight years I think he rejoined a few months ago because as we know, if you have a Conrad Thompson podcast, WWE will rehire you. <laughs> good old Conrad Thompson he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, that's who he is. Uh, imagine him just like within Vince's inner circle. So had lots of jobs as you do in WWE. But he did. I think his favorite thing was producing uh, off uh, sort of offset shoots, if that makes sense. And by all accounts, he's very good at it. Chicken salad in the super chat says Bischoff controversy creates cash. He does say that. That's his book too. I don't think we need to go for controversy anymore in 2019. I don't think controversy sells. I think controversy will get your name out there and you'll have a debate. But I don't think it works when we're talking about a wrestling, a wrestling, po- uh, a wrestling show. But look, man, we don't, I, don't know, I don't know where Eric Brischoff's head is right now. I know that Chris, who we were talking about earlier, who oh, I did the interview with, interviewed him a few months ago. and He mentioned he'd turned Roman Reigns heel. I don't necessarily think I would do that. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but we'll see. The proof is in the pudding. Timothy Jones in the super chat. I hear that Cesaro, EC3, and Rude. Sorry, I heard that. I heard that Cesaro, EC3, and Rude have teamed together for a show. I think this might be a great stable with Maverick heading it. Do you see money in this? I did. I I do, and I said this on one of the ups and downs because I'd heard about it. I think it has a great use of all of them. Also, I want to point out for the guy that uh, had a go at me because I called him Bobby Rude instead of Robert Rude. He is Bobby Rude again because he, he grew his moustache out. He's got a beard again. So he's back to being Bobby Rude. Miller sees everything. No, I would like to see that. Not necessarily with Cesaro because I thought Cesaro was doing all right, but I guess that push stopped. So, yeah, but don't make it like League of Nations. Make it a really cool stable and make them a threat, although that probably won't happen now. I think that Paul Heyman would use Cesaro like the hero we all wanted. And probably EC3 as well. I think both of them would. And Bobby Roode obviously has a relationship with Eric Bischoff from from TNA. So that may be one of those things that just dies. But that's the cool thing about getting these two guys in. You can reset everything now, and that's all right. I think we'll give them, you know, a bit of leeway to do that. Because that's what we need. We need a bit of a reset button. And have taken these two guys and... You know, just saying, look, run amok for a little bit, and and we'll see how you get on. I think that's okay. I think that's okay. Uh, but I'm excited. I am very, very excited to see where this goes. If they let me down, they let me down. I'll brush myself off and I'll and I'll wait to see what's next. But WWE did need something, and I think there's. You've got to tip your hat a little bit to the fact that they've gone and done something. I mean, what else did you want them to do? That's my big question. People keep going, oh, it's doom and gloom. Well, what else did you want them to do? Here, they've gone back into what many people deem the most popular and best professional wrestling era in history. And they've got everybody involved in that. And they've brought them into 2019. And you can look at it both ways. Is that a good idea to go that far into the past? Does nostalgia work? Are they going to be able to cope with a modern day product? I don't know. I don't have those answers. But it seems crazy to me to go, oh, Attitude Era, attitude era. Here's the Attitude No, nah, I don't want it. Well, then tell me what you do want. That's the interesting thing. What do we do? I don't have the answers. I don't know. Um, where are we? Undead, FB Jew, Goo, every time. Super Chat. Are you loving the AEW promos? Right now... I don't like saying this because people go nuts so I will caveat this with that I love WWE I pretty much love everything that All Elite Wrestling is doing I think it's a really fun product to watch I think they treat their stars all of them like superstars so I get excited I like the whole wins and losses don't matter Tony Khan is fantastic in interviews so he makes you buy into that well easy and yeah their promos are different and they're interesting they're not as people go I've never seen this before WWE has done stuff like that in the past I think Mid-South used to do stuff like that in the past but who cares good is good I don't care if you borrow ideas Care at all. Brad Hannon in the super chat. Simon, do you think Bischoff and Heyman taking over will be good for the long term product? Heyman's past in WWE is well documented and Bischoff has been out the game for a long time. No, but I don't think it's a long term thing. If we're saying long term is 10 years, I don't think these two are still going to be in charge in 10 years. But over the next four years, as we get through these TV deals and as we prepare to go on Fox, yes. And then I would guess by the time we get to the renegotiating stage in 2024, I guess it would be 2023 because it's four years and you negotiate for the next year. Then I think Triple H will start coming more into prominence. And I think that's a really good way to do it. You've always going to want to be segueing and moving and evolving into whatever's next. And that has been a problem. That's what we've said. Or some people have said, with Vince McMahon, we need something new. Okay, here's the bridge. Here's the gap. Here's the things that gets everything together. And then we can set the platform up to one Paul Levesque. I'm about to call him Jean-Paul Levesque. That's his wrestling name. For one Paul Levesque In a few years' time, it works for me. The Game Night 123 in the super chat. Sending positivity from Australia. Love your work. Thank you, The Game Night. Think of that as well. You're all the way in Australia. It could be hotter here today than it is in Australia. I don't know that as a fact. That's just my guess. Vinny in the super chat. Hey, Simon, no question. I had neck surgery and have some complications, and your content has always inspired me and helped me a little to not get down everything. Thank you. Vinny, that's some humbling stuff, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I think sometimes when I'm sat here just ranting my mouth off or doing wide videos or ups and downs or lists or whatever, I don't really think about it like that. I love what I do, but I just kind of see it as let's get some content out. I'm glad I can help. I don't know what I did, but I'm glad I can help. Thank you, Vinny. You keep getting better. Next surgery is not fun. Not that I've had it, but well, I didn't take a genius, right? So all the love, all the power to Vinny. I hope you get better, my friend. And thank you very much for watching, and thank you very much for supporting me. As I always said, if people didn't watch, if people didn't support me on Patreon, if people didn't subscribe, if people didn't do Super Chats, I wouldn't be able to do any of this, and you guys allow me to do it. So I'm going to give you a bow. There's a weird bow. But... <laughs> but I... Uh, 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 yeah, I, I, I bow to you. I bow to you all the same. I think that's pretty much it, right? If you've got, I do have a few other questions, which I'll, which I'll go through uh, just just quickly. I want them to be um uh, relevant to this where are they people that asked earlier there we go um well, they're not going to load i'm only loading up oh i don't understand okay someone's comment hasn't loaded i'm sorry that's not my fault that's i can't get it up uh oh nice no, oscar Pierce. simon come and do back day at my gym <laughs> Where's your gym? If it's in, like, Peru, I may not come. Shout out to Dustin Weedle in the super chat. Weddle, I think that is. Thank you very much. Just throwing some money in the pot. Appreciate it. Babak Kidney. Still a flipping great name. Hey, my love. Do you take questions? I think we do, yeah. If so, here's one. Do you think this was Vince's own idea or did others talk him into it? My gut tells me it's the former, but I'd like to hear your take. All the best and please kick Nathan's ass to the moon on Saturday. Cheap plug for that as we're about to... Well, as we're there. Saturday, Northumbria Students' Union in Newcastle. If you're around, there's a few tickets left. Uh, The first ever ups and downs match, me and Nathan Croods. One point for a pin. One point to get thrown over the top rope. Whoever has the most points after 15 minutes wins. You're damn right I'm going to kick his ass after what he said to me about me a few weeks ago. Vince Russo, eat your damn heart out. You can also watch it on Access Defiant. Just search Access Defiant in your Google machine. I would imagine that it's Vince McMahon's idea. I can't see Triple H going to Vince and saying, let's hire Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. I think it's totally Vince McMahon's idea. I feel like he needs to, he feels like he needs to do something different. And maybe with people that he has a prior relationship with, which is the other thing. Again, we, we we will see. We will see. Uh, Michael Rigney. Knowing Eric Bischoff relationship with New Japan during his time with WCW, he might be really good for Asuka, Kairi Sen and Nakamura. The Great Muto and Ultimo Dragon were some of my favorite wrestlers from WCW. Michael, very good point. Very good point. I don't know if Eric Bischoff has kept up with the modern-day New Japan product or how he feels about overseas wrestling, but back in the day, he always showed that he was willing to not just focus on you know, American or Western wrestlers. And that is good. There's no two ways about it. Diversity and variety right now are more important than ever. Robo uh, RoboNight37, super chat. Will Heyman and Bischoff's role start this week? No. I mean, I don't know. Like I have no, no, no one has any news. I mean, imminently is the, is the working, is the working phrase which probably means i would say first week of july with things really kicking into gear after extreme rules at least that's how i would do it and what do i know right i'm just a bald dude on the internet but i would do it then because i just think if you do it that way you can get whatever storylines you need to get out now and i think you need to respect your audience a little bit also there's no rush and then what extreme rules like july 14th So from july 15th onwards Let's build. And amazingly, let's build to SummerSlam. Perfect. Let's have some big changes at SummerSlam. Let's go nuts. Let's make Samoa Joe the WWE champion. Let's have AJ Styles go heel and feud with Seth Rollins. Let's... I'm just spitballing here, by the way. I don't know. Let's bring back Rusev on a tank and remind us everyone how badass he is. Let's Shinsuke Nakamura and... um And Finn Balor have amazing matches. Let's do all of this. Let's build. Let's go forward. Let's get Lars Sullivan back from his knee injury and let him be the old school badass heel. You know, a terrifying monster opposed to some guy that gets DQ'd or whatever it was versus the Lucha House pie. Let's do it all. And let's have some damn fun. And let's just remember that wrestling's at its best when, again, we're all just enjoying ourselves. That's what it's all about. That's what it's, it's, it's not that simple, but it is that simple in the sense if you sit down and watch a three-hour wrestling show and by the end you get vibes and emotions that go, it's all right, you're happy. And that's what WWE needs. That's why there's no quick fix. We need a, You need to get to the end of Raw and go, it's all right. And then the next week on Raw you go, okay. And then by the third week, fourth week, fifth week, sixth week, you're like, oh, what are they going to do with Becky Lynch? What are they going to do with Ember Moon? What are they doing with Sonya Deville? What are they doing with Ricochet? What are they blah, blah, blah. blah? Also, I seem to have completely missed this Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville storyline angle. I need to go back and watch all the segments. I think it went right over my head. <laughs> so many tweets and Simon at Simon a three sixteen cheap plug. Um, yeah, so many tweets of people going Miller, why didn't you mention us? I was like, I didn't, I, I just, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Look, I'm all for that kind of a stuff as long as WWE does it in the right way. None of this heavy, heavy-handed nonsense. Don't, don't treat it like it's a spectacle just treat it with respect. And I think, you know, bringing in elements like that is really important in 2019. Just don't do it like that. That's all I'm going to say. But we'll see. We'll see. As always, we will, uh, we're going to find out a lot of, a lot of things by the end of the year. What I don't want is to get the end of the year and still be in a position where we are now. I think we can all say as fans, as laps fans, or even as non-fans, if you're done with WWE, it's much more fun when things are good. And how great would it be if on a Monday you could watch a Raw and love it? On Wednesday, watch a AEW slash NXT show and love it. On Friday, watch SmackDown and love it. And then go pick an MLW or a New Japan or an Impact and love that too. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if we could come on here and just be spout positivity and, and love and joy? I think so. Like a damn hippie. <laughs> also, in some other news, because it was talked about earlier, the Undertaker, the, the plan for the Undertaker at uh, Extreme Rules was put into place before Super Showdown. So I was wrong. Put my hands up. I was wrong. This isn't him thinking I had a bad match against Goldberg. I'd come back and uh, and sort it out. This is just the Undertaker working more dates. Maybe because he knows retirement is is coming up and he wants to get as you know as much in as possible. I think what's going to happen now. This is how we'll start to wrap up. I think we're going to get Drew McIntyre versus the Undertaker at Summerslam. I think we're going to build to that, which I actually think is quite a good match. But Drew McIntyre needs to win. I'm going to hold my opinion there because there's a why video in that. And also, I think I want to, I want to you know, wait and see and talk about it when it's more relevant. But as a bit of a tease, that's what I think. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah yeah right on that note we'll wrap up like I say it's a special episode if you are watching on YouTube thank you very much make sure you join me again 1 p.m. BST next Tuesday and make sure you check out the audio version as well uh, because you can listen to old versions then it's on Spotify it's not on Spotify they won't put it on there long story but it's on iTunes Google Podcasts player FM SoundCloud it's everywhere if you could subscribe to whichever podcast app you use and give me a five-star review it just means more people listen and that makes me happy and if you are listening on the audio version head over to my YouTube channel you can- you can search for youtube.com forward says the middle report rules regret calling it that or you can search for simon miller find my stupid face in my old wrestling gear i know and, uh, and yeah give me a subscribe and follow me on twitter follow me on instagram at simon miller 316 thank you to everybody who supported just by watching of course i love you all and thank you to everybody that supporting the super chat i love you as well and thank you to all of my patrons who allow me to come on and do this in random times on a friday I wouldn't be able to do it uh, otherwise. Patreon.com forward to Simon316. There's a link in the description below. And as I do have a wrestling match tomorrow, simonmellow.bigcartel.com. New 8x10s of me looking all moody. Uh, old 8x10s of me looking like a rookie pro wrestler. <laughs> and loads of t-shirts. You can check all that stuff out. I think that's everything I've got. That's everything I do. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling 2 You can slam that into your search bar now. Find the why videos. Find the news videos. Find the lists. Uh, find the real reasons, you can find everything, make sure you join the journey on there, still love that stuff, and sub to my man Chris Van Villa as well, good dude, check out my interview, but yeah, I think we're done. Just a special episode, we had to talk about it, we had to get it in the in the narrative of the show, otherwise it would make no sense, but look, it's Friday, it's the weekend, have a great weekend, if you are coming up to Newcastle tomorrow, I look forward to seeing you, let's whip Nathan Cruz's ass, otherwise, I'll check you out again next week.